The Money Show. Small business. Pavlo Fetidis, as I live and breathe. Um, a chassis. Now, a chassis, when I last checked, is something that holds a car together. What on earth has that got to do with a small business? Well, Bruce, more than just a car, a chassis is, um, we could almost call it a framework, a foundation, a structure to bear weight and carry weight, a structure that also can be used to translate momentum or energy in a direction. And in many ways, it's really the same in a business. A business has a chassis to it. It has a framework. And the thing is, we very seldom talk about it because it is profoundly unsexy and unexciting. It's the boring stuff, the stuff that we seldom see that bears the weight of a building that bears the weight of a vehicle, that bears the weight of your body. And that stuff is critical because if you grow and you find a path to growth and you start to increase the weight that the chassis needs to carry and you don't get that right, it always lands up in a very sorry, sad tale. We had the opportunity, we found the growth, and we blew it. And I haven't heard that once or twice or a thousand times. It happens frequently and often. And I thought tonight, we might as well get it solved permanently. Okay, well, then let us solve it. Because this idea of as you grow, obviously the business becomes more complicated. You hire more people. You've theoretically got more customers. You've got to be in more places. And they just suddenly it all feels like it's become work rather than the fun that it was in the garage or the back bedroom or the kitchen where you started the, the business in the first place. Completely. And, and you know what then happens? A couple of things that happen when when – as you grow and you get more people and more customers and more weight and more risk and more risk and things start to go awry, a couple of things happen. The first is you start to wonder whether you have the skills to grow a business. You start to doubt yourself. And when that seed plants, if you don't remove that seed or solve that seed quickly, it can start to bear down on everything you do. The next thing that happens is that it puts you in a position where the work you loved, the business you loved, becomes a slog and it becomes demanding and it becomes a nightmare and the excitement that you used to have goes away. And Bruce, maybe from the way I'm explaining it, you might be able to read between the lines. I've been there. I have been there. It's terrible when that happens. And what often happens is a year or two or five or 10 or 15 or 20 pass by and I meet with you and I say, so what do you want in the years ahead? Well, Pablo, I'm really not interested in growth. I don't want to grow. And we well know on the money show that if you're not growing, you're dying. It's the beginning of the end. So to avoid all of that, if you understand where risk comes from, it's the beginning of resolving and removing that risk and investing in a chassis. Because if you think about it, the, per the process of fulfilling the customer orders and client orders that you get coming in. So let's say you're getting customers knocking on the door, you're getting clients knocking on the door. At the end of the day, when they agree to do business with you, 
you've got to deliver against their promise and the promise you made to them. And this goes beyond just simply handing over a product or delivering a service. If you get this right, you've got to deliver to them in such a way that they're going to talk about you to everyone else similar to them to go and have their issues resolved by you. So getting it right means we need to understand that fulfillment, the operational tasks, the administration, the process of procurement, all of that needs to be built with some weight and some muscle and some structure to that. As you get more customers on, it doesn't fail you. But what you're talking about here is taking on more risk. And for a lot of people who have been bludgeoned, battered and bruised by the last 12 months of deep uncertainty and difficulty and misery and disappointment um, and just despair. I think it's enough D's. Um, they, they're going to say to you, but Pavlo, I don't have it within me to, to take the risk that you say that I must. Well, I'm arguing that you can grow without risk if you grow right. And that's where the trick comes in. And with what people have been through, Bruce, in the last year, year and a month now, more or less, a view that says, I don't want to be there again, doesn't mean that you should step back and say, well, I'm not going to now take risk in order to grow. I'm not going to invest in my growth. It means the exact opposite. It means that that risk you have experienced in the last, in the last year, not across all sectors, but most sectors, there's some sectors that have just been absolutely bludgeoned and there's been no way around it. So anything in the entertainment sector, the tourism sector, restaurants were really punished. The social economy took an enormous amount of strain. Back to the matter is that some have survived, many have not. But for the rest of us in business, across the other sectors, if we had built our businesses right during this period, and adjusted the chassis of the business, the ability to deliver what we deliver in the way that we deliver it to suit this new environment, we would be experiencing record months in the last two, three months at least. Because that's certainly what we've seen out there. Are you seeing that come through across your network? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I saw the bottom of the market in the SMEs that I have engagement with said more or less it varied it varied between uh, July and August last year. After July and August, the businesses that emerged have had consistent growth not only in revenues but also in profitability. but they're doing things very differently to the way they did it obviously pre the COVID era. They made the adjustments to the underlying chassis to be relevant in this new environment that we're in. Talk to me about this idea then, how we understand risk. I mean, if we, if we look at growing without risk, how do we, how do we begin to, to contemplate? Because this idea of a risk-free growth opportunity is, is massively enticing, but I'm, I find it very hard to believe that you can do anything risk-free. Crossing a road is risky. Coming to the office is risky. Everything is <laughs> risky. Everything is terrifying. And, I mean, yes, we can curl up under our beds and pretend there's no risk there, but you may get, you know, if it's my house, you'll get bitten by something. <laughs> so, look, the world is not that scary. It really isn't. It's always been risky and it's always been uncertain. But maybe the best way to explain this, Bruce, is with an analogy. 
if you think about a human being, when you're born to, let's call it the period of growth that you go through to what, 20, 25, whatever the case might be, we grow in spurts. A kid is born, it grows in height, then there's no height growth, and then it grows again, and then there's no evident growth, and then it grows again. We grow in spurts. And the reason we do that is because whilst we're constantly growing, in the periods that we are growing in height, all the energy in the body is directed towards elongating our bodies and making us taller from a kid all the way through to an adult. In the periods where it doesn't seem as if the kid is growing, the energy is still there, but it's being translated into the musculoskeletal system, the muscle structure, the bone structure, because that's the chassis that carries the body. And when you grow in height, you bear more weight down onto the body. If you don't give your body an opportunity to densify its bone structure and densify the muscle structure to bear the next growth spurt, you would literally fall down in a hump. And so that cycle repeats itself. And in many ways, as business owners, if we looked at our businesses similar to that, when we grow, we should be directing resources, energy, and money into driving revenue to a point where we can see that our ability to fulfill our promises to our clients is going to be compromised because we don't have enough delivery capacity. We haven't got enough investments in people around operations. Our administrative systems are weak. Our billing systems are weak. And we need to then pause growth slightly, redirect some of the energy to building our ability to deliver. And then once that's in place, go back to driving sales and revenues again. We should grow businesses very similarly to the way that a human being grows in height. Okay. But uh, when you grow, uh, I don't know, sport's always useful. So... Uh, is, is there a sporting analogy we can bring into this? Because I think, you know, if we're talking about building muscle strength and building a chassis, uh, I'm thinking sports analogies are perfectly suited to this stuff. Okay. All right. So let me... Um, it's okay, like, here's and, one. And it can't be Kung Fu. <laughs> oh, no. I love Kung Fu. Okay. Now, let's, let's do something that's very relevant for this year. Because um, Japan is now going ahead with the Olympics, excepting there won't be any... Um, uh, uh, spectators allowed in, uh, foreign spectators, they're going to limit that. So largely it's going to be um, uh, attended by Japanese audiences. But in any event, when you look at an Olympic field, and Bruce, let's pick um, two sports which I think would probably be your favorite. Let's imagine we are looking at the shot putist, who is the best in his or her country, and the long jumper. When we stand I don't know why. Week, I know, hold on a second. I don't know why you've chosen <laughs> shot I quite like pole vault. Pole vault to me is favourite. <laughs> but if you've if you've prepared thoughts along shot put, let's go shot put. I'm happy to do shot put. No, you always you always struck me as a as as someone who can who can probably put a shot. There was a time, Pablo. There was a time. There was a time. There was a time. So in any event, if you look at them and you strip them of their clothes, you will see two fundamentally different body shapes. The shot puttist will be thickly set, no neck, um, bulky, 
uh, hefty, but I'm powerful I'm speed. I'm beginning to take this personally, but carry on, yeah. <laughs> In your other life, you might have been the long jumper, which is tall and stringy and thin and long-limbed and flexible with a lighter frame, without a doubt. And if you look at the two of them, imagine the two of them being the top in their class within those disciplines of sport. So if we're going to use an analogy to talk about how to manage risk, in the business we call that positioning. There is an ideal positioning for every business out there. And positioning is what says why you exist, who you exist for, and why what you do matters for them. And Bruce, this is when people get very confused because whenever I say, what do you do? Most people turn on and say, we make this fantastic product or we provide this great service. And in the back of my mind, I'm always saying, so what? So what? Because in the market, the way you position is against a customer, not a product or a service. If you know who your customers are and you're not trying to be everything to everyone, then you position, much as the shot putters would in the discipline of shot putting, or the long jumper would in the discipline of long jumping, you position to serve that client. And everything you do is built from that client back into the business. So now we position the business. We've decided it is going to be shot put. That's what our excellence is going to be centered around. And that means we need to go to our clients. We need to understand what problem we solve for them and what experience they want in that problem being solved. The product or service solves the problem, but the way we create the experience is by building the organs of that athlete. And the organs that exist in the shot putters and in the long jumper are the heart, the liver, the lungs, mm, the kidney, okay. the spleen. Those organs in a business are marketing and sales and operations, administration and procurement. The commercial elements make up the organs. The body makes up the discipline that you want to excel in. Got you, I think, on that. But now we've got these super fine athletes and not all athletes are created equal and not all athletes are shaped the same. And so we can take that analogy forward if we like. But it, it, it's, let's cut to the chase and just saying, right, we've got this athlete and they're either built for long jump or they're built for shot put or they're built for speed or they're built for comfort. That's my favorite athletic pursuit, by the way. Um, and um, they are all going to have different attributes. But you can, I think, manage each one of those athletes according to their discipline. You have to manage them according to their discipline. And what a good coach would do to make that athlete win all the time is that the good coach is going to turn on and say, well, build your body to suit um, uh, being a shot puttist. Build your body to be ideally the best shot puttist globally. That's the purpose of the Olympics. But at the same time, let's ensure that all your organs are built sufficiently and correctly to support the weight and the capability of your body to be the best shot putist. So it's no different in a business. We've decided that we're going to build a business that will make us the best shot putists in a very, very competitive field. And we're doing so by serving very particular clients in a very particular way. We now build out the systems of the business and those systems make up the organs of the business. And that is the first stage of getting to a point 
where you can start to then move to the next level, Bruce, which is with your coach, measure the performance of your body. Measure how your past twitch muscle is working. Measure if you recover fast enough. Measure if you're flexible enough. In the business, if you've got your commercial systems built that way, all of them are measurable. And that then places you in a position where you can work with your coach or with your leadership team to say, our capacity to deliver in the business is running at 85% or 90%. The growth rate is running at 110, 120%. We need to now direct attention, focus, and leadership into building the capacity of the body to take the capacity down uh, or to take the rate of capacity down to 50, 60% so we can maintain our growth rate. If you can't get the data, both on the front end of the business in terms of what's coming down the pipe around increasing your revenues and bringing on new customers, and you can't get the data to measure the capacity of the business to deliver it, that's when the two intersect and form a very, very unhappy mm. incident for that business owner. Okay. So I mean, just was one point of order, um, and Tola Kelly will confirm this if I ask her. It's a shot putter, not a shot puttist. And I, and I would know because I was once a shot puttist. <laughs> Pablo Petidis, Auric Business Accelerator. Thank you very much indeed. He's a businessist, a small businessist on The Money Show.